This is where we uncover the simple traditions that successful business owners are doing every day to build a successful home life while still taking the lead in their business. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to the Successful Parents Podcast. I am your host, Wanda Howard. And today we have a question submitted by Sandy Johnson. So thank you, Sandy. It's incredible to be able to get the feedback, get these questions, because it helps me know what's on people's mind, as well as the real world of what people are being concerned with most. And I really like this question. Her question is, any chance that through my podcast, um, I might reconnect with family members that they might hear about it, they might listen to it, and it might cause um, reconnection. This is an incredible question because so many people um, are going through estrangement right now. There's a lot of parents who want to be able to connect with their parents. And there's a lot of families that are just being split apart and torn apart. And how do we build those bridges? How do we find that connection again? And so it helps bring to our minds the reality that all of us want to know if reconnection is going to happen. All of us crave for that beautiful ending of every story, right? So to answer your question, um, through my podcast, yes, some family members have heard it up to this point. Anybody that has reached out to me of family, it has not been a good interaction because of my podcast. Up at this point, there's a lot of healing. There's a lot of um, open wounds. There's a lot of things that so many different dynamics that other people are going through that a lot of people still believe in my world that I should be silent, that I should not be saying anything. And it's just, it's really hard when you have all of your own things to be focusing on to understand why somebody could be vocal about something that seems so harmful. But I really do believe that as we start having these conversations, as we start opening up more about the realities that it not only enables us to heal, but it enables other people who are going through the same things. And hopefully, eventually, it will help those people that don't understand it now. As they continue to heal and go on their journey, all truth, I truly believe that all truth and light is from God, and he is the author of it. So it ultimately will all lead back to itself again. Um, another thing that I wanted to touch on though, is I realized that most of my messaging and focus is based on helping parents be able to pass down new traditions to their kids. I know how hard it is when you want to model something new moving forward, but when it wasn't modeled for you from day to day growing up, it becomes extremely just difficult and it doesn't feel rhythmatic anymore to know how to pass down the things that you want to to your kids. You try new habits, you set new goals, and old functions, old ideas, old patterns keep creeping back up into your life and it can feel so frustrating to know how to move forward when you're modeling something different than what you had modeled for you. So that's like the main focus of my podcast but I realized with this question, I wanted to be able to address um, how to share this podcast to people in your life that you want to 
understand more what it's like to be estranged, that they will be able to help support you and help guide you, help be there for you as you're going through this time of separation. Now, estrangement happens in so many different ways. It can come from a lifelong traumas. It can come from experiences that it just didn't work out the way that you hoped. And a lot of people can hope that the connection will happen again. And a lot of people may, at the time, want that estrangement to stay in place. So whatever the dynamic, though, when you are separated from the people that you grew up with, there are so many different things that come into play that I wanted to shed some light on here today. So that way people can understand a little bit how to support your fellow men. So um, to expound a little bit more on my story, and again, as you listen to my story, try to apply yourself in it. I don't want this to be about woe is me or this is my hardship, but there's so many elements that we each go through that can be applied. And as we do that in our own life, then we're able to help each other out even better. So um, when I became estranged from my parents and my siblings, I already had kids, I was grown up. And even to this point um, in my life, I my greatest ambition was just to make my family proud. All I wanted was their approval, was their love, was to like relieve the pain that they were going through, do anything I could to help them, help them see how amazing they were. Like I just, everything, every fiber of my being, I just wanted the best for their lives. And I was willing to do anything to help them get there. And so when this separation happened, several things internally happened for me too. One, I lost all identity. I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't know where I stood in the world. If I had any worth, was there anything good about me? I didn't know how to move forward in a healthy way at the beginning because it felt like if I, like I was the broken piece that if I moved forward happily, then that meant that I must be this uncaring person because I had lost my family. And so while you're just going through all of these emotions, all of these back and forth and trying to figure out how to just move forward with life, to me, I felt like everybody in my family had died. Like everyone had just passed away suddenly and I couldn't talk about it. I wasn't allowed to talk about it. Every time that I tried to talk about it, people kind of gave this we don't really want to know. Sorry, you're going through something hard, but like we don't we don't want to be talking about drama. We don't want the big burden of carrying this too. This is your own problem type of a thing. And as I can understand that sentiment of not wanting to dig up dirt, not wanting to spread rumors and to just gossip, there is this amazingly sad belief system that has come into our culture that anytime we talk about real problems in our own personal life, it's labeled as this gossip or as this um, draining, degrading conversation that we don't really want to have when that 
isn't what gossip is. Gossip in of itself is something that you simply want to dig up dirt about someone. All your the whole focus of the conversation is to make other people hate another person. But if the whole point of the conversation is to say, I am hurting, these are the pieces of my life right now. It doesn't make sense to me. And I want to talk about it. I want to be able to talk with somebody who might be able to make sense of it a little more. That is not gossip. That is something that we need to be able to trust in each other again to have those open conversations. And so when the separation happened and I was walking through this, I had kind of envisioned people rallying around me. I envisioned being able to, that those that loved me, that supported me would come out of the woodworks, would just be there, not rail on my parents or my siblings and and maybe not even want to talk about all the details, but at least want to know how I was doing. But not one person called to ask how I was. Not one person sent a text. Not one person reached out to say, how are you doing today? Like, are you okay? What was it like? Do you want to talk about anything? Not one single person my whole world wanted to know about what was going on. Now, there's so many dynamics. This is not to point fingers again. This is just to help people understand what it's like when estrangement happens. And this was actually a perfect like incubator system to help me realize how valuable and how needed these conversations are is because at the same time in our little community where we live, there was about five deaths in like two weeks span. And during that time, I watched over and over and over again. And I was asked to bring food to these things. And I was, I've always been great with helping out and that wasn't a problem. But every time that I would go, I saw people swarming these families that had lost a loved one in their life, that had lost somebody that meant something to them. And it wasn't this, oh, who did what? What was the wrong spot? How could have it been avoided? It wasn't a digging. It wasn't anything of, um, it wasn't seen as bad. It was just really good to for everybody to gather around the people who were still here when their grandparents or siblings or parents had been lost. And I kept wondering, where are my people? Where are those ones who see my pain? Will nobody come? And it was it was a time of extreme loneliness just because I had lost everybody and I didn't know how to talk about that for one. And also I didn't know uh, who to trust. When when you've been estranged, it's not it never happens because of a perfect, healthy growing up and everything's perfect. And then all of a sudden one big thing happens. Estrangement is so many things stacked on top of each other that would bring such an event into place. And so at this point, you feel broken, you feel lost, you're totally alone. And now you don't trust people because the people that you valued the most, the people that you love the most, they're gone. They don't want you anymore. Or it, and that's what it feels like. And so when you want to reach out to other people, you don't know who to trust. 
So you're, you're waiting for people to come to you. And I was waiting and I was hoping that people would reach out. And I realized eventually I'm like, okay, it, by this point, it had been like a year after the estrangement um, that I started reaching out to people, realizing, okay, maybe people just really don't know. Maybe I need to reach out to them first. Maybe I need to initiate this. And maybe if they realize how hard it is. And it was amazing simply because as I started reaching out to people and letting them know, again, I was expecting this like open arms surrounding me with love and understanding and just sympathy and support. And what I got instead was everybody from my past, the people that I had grown up with and relatives and everybody that I knew personally, um, they wanted to be supportive, but because of this idea of not wanting to take sides or not wanting to cause a bigger issue, they, they weren't willing to have a conversation. They weren't wanting to talk to me about it. They wanted to stay distant from it. And that was ex- even more painful. That just added salt to an open wound. And, um, but the other interesting part was the people that I had started to surround myself with, the people in my community, the people in my online space, the, my in-laws and um, relatives that are, have come from my husband's side, those were the people that really started to come out of the woodworks and come start to support us and come be there for us. And that was such an interesting thing to just recognize because I still love every human, every single person from my family, from all my relatives. But I realized that I had surrounded myself with people up to this point that were, it was more important to stay safe than it was to show that love, that kind of support and commitment. And I think so much of the world is just drowning in that. There's this constant fear of political correctness, not wanting to say something wrong, not wanting to be the bad guy. Not you, We are all painfully aware that we don't know the full side of every story. So because of that, it, we shy away from making judgment calls or making assumptions or anything. And so it, it's just, it's so interesting that that keeps us from actually having the conversations with the people involved in these heartbreaking situations because we're afraid of um, causing ourselves pain, causing the people we care about pain. And I think that this though, this is one of the things that I wanted to point out is pain is going to happen. And no matter how much we want to avoid the pain that we're in, we are all obligated to either choose the pain or to have pain come in whatever form that it will. And what I mean by that is as we like try to avoid every confrontation or all of these hard situations, we're going to be dealt different kinds of pain with those, with those choices. And we're not going to be able to choose the pain as much as if we just 
when we see something that's painful, when we feel something that's painful, that we go into it, we lean into that, that yes, there's going to be pain, but we're choosing it. We're choosing the kind of um, what really matters to us. And one of the like thing that people would keep saying was we care. You have to understand that we care. We just don't want to know. And that was so sad to me, not just because of the relationship that I wanted with that person, but realizing that so much of saying that we care about something, but not willing to take action into it is, is a lie for both parties. It's not serving the people who believe that, and it's not serving the people who are being neglected because of it. And I keep going off on all these <laughs> just different tangents because it's so true that um, situations like this, they are messy. They're, they're intricate. There's so many different sides. There's so many things to be aware of. And it's not that this person's wrong or this person's right. And this is uh, the good guys. This is the bad guys. It's simply getting into this pattern of being willing to have conversations with the people that we actually care about, that the people that we're willing to align ourselves with and get to know them better. And if that, if that means that people are aligning with my family, my parents, my siblings, it's great that they have chosen their side, the people that they can serve. And that's wonderful. But at least for the time being, those are not my people simply because they chose that. And anyways, there's so much depth to that. And if you have more questions or more things that you want me to dive into, I can certainly dissect it. But like I said, it's, it's so many intricacies that weave together. So ultimately, yes, I fully hope and envision that me and my parents, my siblings, all of us will be able to reconnect someday. I, I have no idea what will come about to make that happen. But I do know that during this time, as I have focused on my own healing, it has truly enabled me to be the kind of person that when they come back, I'm not wounded and broken and unable to face them. I will be able to have those open conversations, to talk about things and to really heal things instead of just reconnect and go back into the same damaging cycles that we were doing previously. The other thing that I wanted to say was, if you know somebody who is estranged from their family and you're not sure why, you don't know the details, you're wondering what's going on, the best course of action is always just to ask them. Ask them how they're doing. Ask them what the situation is. Ask them if it's something you should be concerned about. If the person blows up about it and is frustrated that you would even ask, chances are that's probably not a person that you want to have in your life right then. If they are open and they're willing to talk about whatever's going on, chances are you will both be able to not only help them heal, but you will be able to gain a true, loyal, valuable friend because you were willing to come to the conversation. Think about anybody in your life that you love deeply. Maybe that's a child or a parent or 
but it, it really it really rings true when you can think about a child think about your children and if one of them was going through one of the situations that you see other people in your life that are being estranged or anything like that happening what would you do if it was your child would you simply stay out of it and hope that things work itself out or would you be invested and determined to do whatever you needed to do to be aware of what was going on and show up for that person because I have seen over and over again that as we treat each other with the same compassion, interest, and determination that we give to our kids, we are able to create far better relationships, ones that nurture other people, but ones that keep us from feeling terrified to speak anymore. We need to stop living in this culture of afraid to have those open conversations because so many people are going through hard things and that is not bad to talk about the real world, the real things that are going on. And it doesn't have to weigh you down. It can actually be so fulfilling. I have had so many conversations now with amazing people here on my podcast, in my life, in my ward, in my neighborhood, with so many incredible humans who I have an amazing support system now. And it would never have happened if I wasn't willing and chose over and over and over again to keep trying to share openly and honesty and honestly who I am, what I was dealing with, what I needed right then. And I have been so, so grateful and so amazed by the human beings that are coming out of the woodworks now. But that didn't happen instantaneously. It wasn't like in the Hollywood movies where this heartbreaking situation happened and people came and gathered. It was a heartbreaking situation happened and nobody wanted to be a part of it. Everybody tried to stay out of it. Nobody wanted to know anything more. And I understand that that why I understand that there is reasons for each individual person, but the truth of that is because they aren't, um, having those conversations, they're not going to know what to do later on if this situation happens to someone else they care about. So that peace and growth in their life is limited. And because they're not willing to have those kinds of conversations, relationships are not able to grow the way that we hope to. So I hope this was helpful. If you have any more questions, again, feel free to reach out. I'm so grateful to be here, and I know so many amazing people right now who are estranged from their families, and a lot of people have so many questions on why, what happened, how how could such incredible people be separated, and the truth is, it's not about fixing it if you are the friend or the family member or anything like that. It's not about seeing who is the good guy or the bad guy. It is simply about finding truth. It's simply about having conversations, showing them that you care, showing them that you're there. And you don't have to know it perfectly. So many people throughout my life have said, well, I'm not a therapist or I'm not a professional. I don't know how to say it. I I don't know the right words. I didn't say anything because 
I don't know how to have that kind of a conversation. And the truth is you don't need to. There's no perfect saying. There's no perfect words. There's no perfect anything that you have to be qualified in or therapist or any title that will give you the authority that you need. The best title that you can have is friend. And if you go sincerely wanting to help a friend, you will be able to build those connections and you'll be able to have those kinds of conversations. But it really does take just opening up and asking. So again, thank you for being here. Love you all. And we will see you next time. I am so glad that you were able to be here and discover more with us of what it means to be a successful parent. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a rate interview so that we can reach more amazing parents who are looking for ways to truly succeed with their kids too. Find me on Instagram or Facebook at WandaHoward.Live. If you're like, holy cow, this was amazing, but I have so many more questions, then send me a DM with your biggest takeaways and all of your questions. I'll be sure to take care of you. Have an amazing day and I will see you in our next episode.